Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. All right, Alex, here we are recording during the coronavirus outbreak, man. How is your self-quarantine going? Self-quarantine so far, I think it's going as good as it could. Like, it's definitely still scary and all that, but uh, this isn't really uh, different for me. I'm used to being home, so. Yeah, it's... I think a lot of bloggers and podcasters are used to being home. <laughs> yeah, everybody's kind of entering entering our world now where we're just home writing and that type of stuff. But uh, yeah. so far, it's okay. How about you? Uh, so far, it's okay. You know, the the fiance is home uh, from home uh, from work. She actually caught a bug. It's like terrible timing. She doesn't have coronavirus. She doesn't have any of the symptoms, but she caught like a sore throat bug. So it's just terrible timing because, you know, if you're sick right now, everybody thinks you have it. So it's just weird. But she's good. I'm good. Not bored yet. I'm sure that's going to come. Um, I did go out and buy a bunch of video games to prepare oh. for the self-quarantine. So Modern Warfare. Grand Theft Auto, 2K, they're all ready to go. The the video game industry, I, I think, is very happy about what's going on. I mean, they can just everybody's buying a bunch of video games. Yeah, I I have like three or four coming in the mail, so you got to find ways to kind of distract yourself for sure. Um, and then I saw that the uh, I think where a lot of sports fans are anticipating the 30 for 30 for Michael Jordan, yeah, the 10 part series to come out for ESPN. And they tweeted yesterday, coming soon. So I'm sure they'll they need content more than anyone. They got a 24 hour sports news network, and luckily for them, the NFL's making a bunch of headlines. But I'm sure they're going to push that up, and that'll be good for basketball fans. I know I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm pumped for it. I, I've been I've been really excited ever since that trailer dropped for it. So yeah, I mean that's smart marketing on their part, and it gives everybody at home something to watch for sure. So here at Silver Screen and Roll, I think we're going to continue for as long as we can to just do this podcasting. Obviously, me and Alex don't do it from the same house. He's in L.A. I'm in San Diego. So it really won't stop us. We'll be here every Tuesday as long as we can. Um, Harrison kind of gave us an idea of like what we can do without basketball. And obviously, the biggest story going around the NBA is, is the season going to continue? And the longer that the that the government doesn't allow large gatherings you know the the season kind of becomes more and more in limbo it's really the this and the nhl are the only real uh, sports that are happening right now you know mlb never got started so they kind of have that luxury nfl doesn't start until august so they are are okay at the moment so the nba is really the only one dealing with it and the nhl obviously but we'll focus on the nba um there's a lot of talk about you know this maybe won't even get started until july even then it'll be at training facilities maybe with no fans for the foreseeable future so we're going to proceed with this podcast alex as why it would suck if the nba season just got canceled and i text you an idea i'm a big i was a big david letterman fan when he was the, the the late show host were you a big were you were you a watcher of his enormous he he was the guy i would stay up late like during my when I was young and during school nights and stuff like that, I would just stay up and watch him because yeah, he was amazing. He he was the think, guy I watched. I, I obviously I don't go back as far as maybe some of our listeners do, but I just remember when he interviewed Paris Hilton for the first time, and he was like, "Why the hell am I interviewing <laughs> Paris Hilton right now?" And he interviewed her with that kind of 
tone behind him. Yeah. And it was just that's when he won me over. Like when he didn't fake it, like Jimmy, like Jimmy Kim or what's Fallon, it, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon, yeah, really fakes every interview, yes. which is fine, it's his thing, whatever. When Letterman was like, "Why are you here? Why am I?" Like he just totally <laughs> won me over completely with that interview. So, in honor of David Letterman, we're gonna do our top ten reasons why it would suck if the NBA canceled their season. So, but a little different. I have five reasons. You have five reasons, and you know what? We might have the same reasons. We haven't even talked about it, so let's just go for it. Let's just do it. Um, you okay. want to go first? Yeah, yeah, I'll go first, just because we might overlap, like you said. So number one, or number ten, if we're going reverse yeah. order like he is, uh, I have the Lakers because the Lakers have a real chance at winning it this year. Like mm-hmm. they were playing really well. They had just come off their biggest wins of the season, uh, you know, beating this the Clippers and then the Bucks and. They were on a roll, and it looked like they had moved themselves into top contender status, and they're definitely one of the teams to beat. And it just looked like everything was starting to click at the right time, and it started to look like we added these new pieces. We haven't seen how Dion Waiters looked yet, but Markeith Morris looked good. Everybody was kind of fitting in nicely around the stars, and it just looked like they had started to build momentum, and it just kind of got derailed. And it would suck if we wouldn't be able to see that through because they were playing so well. And it looked like, you know what, this might be a year. It felt like one of those years where they have a chance. Everything was starting to look good. And it just, it would suck just to see that kind of like a what-if season for them. Yeah, one of my reasons was the uh, the Lakers' playoff streak would, non-playoff streak would continue. Yeah. And that's just one of those things that it just bothers me so much. It's a seven-year layoff. It kind of goes with what you're saying about, you know, yeah, they had a chance to win the whole thing. But even just taking a step back, I would say number nine, I guess, on our list would be the playoff streak, non-playoff streak, would continue. That would be eight seasons. And it would have a big asterisk nest next to it, but still it would be there. Um, the Lake, They wouldn't be in the playoffs again. And it's just something that I have been wanting for so long. I mean, think about seven years, man. I was a lot younger seven years <laughs> yeah. ago the last time the playoffs were were happening you know i was in my 20s and uh it that would just be like the to me whether they win it or not or whether they even advance far or not just the fact that they wouldn't get that one seed and be where they should be every year uh that would be a massive bummer massive bummer and like you imagine the lakers last game of the 2020 season was a loss to the brooklyn nets (laughs) On a, a wide open miss by AD and a miss layup by LeBron at the like at, right at the rim, it, it it would sting for sure. That would be like our 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 finishing memory of the Lakers season was LeBron missed the layup, yeah, and then AD missed a wide open three. Uh, but this list is not going to be all uh, Lakers centric, mm-hmm. um, but that's just where we're starting. So number ten, the Lakers had a chance to win it; they won't have a chance to win it. Number nine, the Lakers non playoff streak would continue um i'll i'll go i'll go i'll go to i'll go number seven and then you go number uh six or number eight and then you go number seven uh number eight for me um to kind of goes with what i was saying mark jackson describing a play in slow motion as abc goes to commercial mama there goes that man like i just like there's something about mark jackson in the playoffs when he calls those Uh slow motions going into a commercial break it's just like nostalgic for me, man. Sure. I love it. And I, we won't get to see that. We won't get to see Mike Breen, Van Gundy, 
and Jackson, like they're really to me they're a great trio. I think for playoff sports and any sport, they're up there, man. I think that they're so good in the playoffs together. And what's crazy is that like Mike Breen, he's the play-by-play guy of the Knicks. Like he does this with a whole crew for a bunch of games without these two guys and they are still so good. I would miss that so much if we don't get to see that this year. So, Mark Jackson's pretty polarizing. Like in terms of his commentating style, right. are you going to miss the uh the situations where he kind of just veers off and starts talking about like the Fast and Furious series and he just forgets that there's a basketball game going on. Is that is that why you like him so much that he kind of has this personality? Or- I just think it's like, I don't know, I'm I'm big into like like the way aesthetically how things sound. Okay. And I'm so used to it. I'm so used to Mike Breen and his signature like mm-hmm. calls. Bang or uh, Van Gundy just complaining about everything. <laughs> And then Jackson's voice is just to me. Jackson's voice when they go to commercial, like that's playoff basketball. Yeah, like we've got there. It's not really like how good he is. It's the three of them together are really good, in my opinion. But I'm also the guy that loves Billy Mack, and I know Billy Mack is not a like a huge mm-hmm. fan favorite. So maybe I'm just on the opposite end of the broadcasting spectrum. Maybe I mean, I, you know what? It does it. It I will miss them calling Laker games on those big Sunday afternoon games, like. Even though, like, I'm not the hugest fan of Mark Jackson, you're right. Like, it does. Those games feel bigger than other games when those guys are calling it, and it, it just would suck to miss that, like, in a playoff setting for sure. Yeah, 100. percent All right, so that's number eight. Would be for okay. me, Mark Jackson, Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy not calling playoff games. Okay, so number seven. This is more again. I think most of mine are just playoff centric okay. things. Um. This is the first season where the playoffs are just wide open. Like, this is a playoffs, if they were to happen, where, you know, we have, like, the four teams we think are going to win. But, like, any, we don't know about injuries. We don't know what can happen. This is, like, the first time in a long time since I can remember where, you know what, it could be a ton of teams who could win championship. And I'm going to kind of, that would definitely suck if we wouldn't see that happen. Because the playoffs are, for the first time, wide open. There's no Warriors team that we know are going to win it all. It's a, we don't know, like, the Grizzlies can make it to the Western Conference Finals if, if things pan out, you know? So I, I'm going to miss that, like, surprise factor for sure of, of a team upsetting another team. And uh, it's the first time I can remember where anything can happen. So that, that would definitely suck for me. I mean, if you think about it, it was the Warriors for a long time. Then you had the Cavs, who were just really good. And then you had, well, that one year when LeBron won. And then you had the Heat. Yeah. And then it's just like dynasty after dynasty after dynasty. Um, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, the fact that it could – let's even if there was four teams, that's, that's more than we've had yeah. in a long time. It was We kind of knew last year who it was going to be. I know Toronto won last year, but um, you kind of know. And this year you're right. I mean, yeah, you have the Bucks, but the Raptors are, are, were in second place, the, Buc- the Celtics, the Heat. And then on the West, like you said, the Grizzlies um, – who knows what would have happened in that Lakers opening series, you know, like you never, I mean, obviously you expect the Lakers to, to, to take that. Sure. But yeah, I mean, there's so much, this was the year where you're like, yeah, the Clippers are great, but would they beat like the Mavericks in a seven game series? Like, I don't know. Like there's so many questions about it because the Clippers had so many bad losses so far in the regular season. Um, You're right. That would have been interesting to see um, for me. And then also, Number six, I guess, to go with along with what you're saying, in my opinion, 
A big reason why this would suck. The inevitable Lakers-Clippers playoff series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we do say that. That Who knows? But really, it should have come down to Lakers-Clippers in the West at some point, whether it was in the finals or, or semifinals of the Western Conference. That series would have been so spectacular. Just the obviously the three games that they've played so far were all very close. Each and each had their own like characteristic of what happened that game. Obviously Avery Bradley the last game what came out of nowhere. But that would have been so good to see. And it's gonna suck that we're probably not gonna be able to see that playoff series this year. Yeah, that was that was on my list too, just because I think everybody in LA that's the thing they wanted to see. It's something that for years we've kind of dreamt about. Imagine if the Lakers and Clippers like matched up in the playoffs and they were both good at the same time and they both had real title chances. This is like something that a lot of fans have kind of dreamt about for years. And yeah, just if we were to lose that, that would suck because we don't know what would happen next year. You know, there could be regression. They could be roster shuffling where some teams, one of the teams isn't as good as the other anymore. And, this feels like this was the chance, I feel like, this season, these playoffs, to finally get that. And like you said, those all those games are so close. A seven-game series would, would be amazing. And uh, I, I just hope we get to see that. Do you think that the Lakers kind of... I don't know. Do you think that the Lakers kind of figured out the Clippers in that final game? Or do you think it was just more Avery Bradley? Just had a crazy game. I think they figured some things out, but they. I think it also showed how important it is to have at least one other guy step up. Yeah. Like, in those other games, it was just LeBron and mostly AD, and that was it. And where the Clippers were getting contributions from a ton of players, and that's kind of what put them over the top. So I think it just shows how important it is for one of those role players, if it's Bradley, Green, Kuzma, someone just to step up in a series like that. And Hopefully, it shows that a guy like Avery Bradley would be would be ready in a playoff setting, and he could be one of those guys who does well. I, that's I think that's kind of what uh, is bringing me to my next point. I for a number was a number. What are we number five now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put. I thought this playoff series and just this series, like in general, this playoff uh, brackets and all that, is important for the Lakers to test which guys actually work on this roster in a playoff setting. Like, is a guy like Kuzma? <clears throat> actually going to be here long term if he doesn't perform in the playoffs is he going to be rattled by the playoffs or on the other end is is he going to be amazing in the playoffs and a guy who kind of lives up to the pressure and all that stuff so I thought it was important for the Lakers to kind of gauge which guys should be here long term like in terms of their role players and other guys and because with free agency coming up right after that I wanted to kind of have an idea in their head which guys work next to LeBron and AD in a playoff setting, when the games matter, and if they don't work out, then yeah, we need to shuffle some things around. It's funny, like even on a canceled NBA podcast season, we're talking about like the Lakers, like third guy that we yeah. never got an a- we never got an answer to our question that we started in the off season almost a year ago. <laughs> like they just never figured out the consistent yeah. third guy, the consistent role player. Danny Green was having a pretty down year, um, offensively at least. Kuzma was the most up and down guy that there could be on the roster. Um, Dwight Howard had had a resurgence, but you know, pretty limited on the offensive side. Um, but yeah, we never found that third guy, and I don't think Markeith Morris was that guy. Uh, but it, it, yeah, you're right. I mean, the the bench would have been short. Like, there's no way they're going to play 12 guys in the playoffs. It just doesn't work that way. And then we never got the answer to what would have happened. 
between Rondo and Caruso. Or, you know, like, it, it, it almost felt like Caruso was the guy that was going to get cut out of the playoff rotation. Or at least for me it did because all signs pointed to that. he's gonna If he had to choose between the two, he's going to choose Rondo over Caruso. And we'll just never have those answers to that question. Or just Caruso in the playoffs. Like, how much fun would that have been? Like, yeah. for national fans to see Caruso diving for loose balls and, like, having a crazy dunk in a playoff game. Like, that that sucks if, we, if we're going to miss out on that. Okay, I have number four, I believe. Um, to me, and this still might happen, but to me, Frank Vogel winning coach of the year. Okay, yeah. I think that that's the way the Lakers are heading. I mean, when you take a team that was 38 wins last year, I don't remember specifically, but in, in the 30s, and now you're already, where, where are they at? They already had 50, I think. Or are they 49? Something and like that. Yeah. Who knows where they were going? I just think that the way Frank Vogel has coached this year, take away all the questions that we have about Rondo Caruso, the rotations that he uses, and all that. It kind of goes game by game. The production's still there. The wins are still there. Obviously, you can make a case because the Raptors are really having a, a season that nobody really thought they would have. Um, but to me, I think Frank Vogel was going to be. Coach of the year over Nick Nurse, in my opinion, and that they, that still may get awarded even if the season does get canceled. But I think it would have just been a, a big boost for the front office, who had so many losses, you know, so many things go wrong before Magic Johnson, when Magic Johnson, like it's just been such a tumultuous time for the front office. It seems to be stable now with Palinka taking complete control, and to get awarded, like to make, I know that Tyron Lue denied you. And I think Monty Williams was the other one. I'm already yeah. drawing blanks on it. It feels like ages ago. Um, those guys didn't want to do it. But you still, like I said, like I predicted, you ended up with a better guy for this particular roster. And I feel like it would have been a nice reward for the front office, for Jeannie and for Rob. You're right. Like it, I think a lot of credit goes to that, that point because it, you're right. It wasn't not too long ago where we had the Magic resigning on live TV. We had the whole coaching debacle where basically every meeting was leaked. Every coach they were talking to was leaked. Ty Lu basically was given a deal. He got a Lakers birthday cake. Remember that? That leaked. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it just all all the contract stuff with him got, got out about how many years he wanted, how much money he wanted. The Lakers thinking he was just a LeBron guy. It, just a ton of stuff got leaked out and then when Vogel signed, a lot of people just thought, yeah, this guy's just a third option. He's like plan, he's, you know, plan C and he'll be fired. Like we, we talked about it in those early episodes that we thought Jason Kidd might just take over halfway through the season if Vogel struggled. But so much credit to Vogel for not only, you know, having Kidd on his coaching staff and dealing with all that, what, what comes with that, but also taking a brand new team with two stars, getting all of them engaged on defense building one of the better defenses in the league and just being this this good. Like, it's really tough to have a brand new team, two, two new stars put on the same team together and perform and coach them all well and get them on the same page. And I think the one thing with this team all year is how hard they play, how much how they take each game very seriously, and they want to win every game, and they don't want to lose two games in a row. And I think all that's credits to Vogel and credits to the front mm-hmm. office for, for signing Vogel. So... Yeah, it would have been cool to see him get rewarded in that sense for a guy who wasn't even coaching last year. 
to come back and win coach of the year, you know, in this situation, that'd be great. And I don't know how much credit a coach gets for this, but like also just the, the, the chemistry that that team had and how he just yeah. didn't step in and, and try and be like the guy he knew going in that there would never be a headline about Frank Vogel unless he messed up. Like there will never be Frank Vogel's, you know, like it's really hard to think about any sort of story revolving around positive Frank Vogel news this season. And he was totally fine with that. Let LeBron take it, let AD take it, let the players be the stars. And he never tried to make it about himself. He never even like there, whoever was on his coaching staff, you never heard from them. He just managed the situation so perfectly so far that it was really like, it's kind of, it, it gives you a good sense of going forward, even if this season gets canceled, that the Lakers are kind of in good hands for next year. That's obviously all depending on if AD resigns on LeBron's health. Cause that's, you know, we're going to, that's not one of my things. Maybe it's one of yours and maybe you should say yours next. Number three, <laughs> um, I don't want to step on you. It kind of was. So yeah, number three, I kind of just focused on, we don't know how much longer LeBron's going to be at this level. And we want to have at least one, you know, a glimpse of LeBron in the playoffs again. Like, we, we don't know with injuries, knock on wood. We don't know about what happens next year, the year after that. Or if he's even going to be a Laker long term. But I, I wanted to at least see LeBron in the playoffs at this, at the way he's playing right now. Like, I want that last image of LeBron, like, in a little past his prime, but still, like, amazing in the playoffs and he's been amazing this whole year and is in the MVP conversation. And I want to see that playoff LeBron again. And it, I know he, the Lakers are probably gonna make the playoffs next year if the season's canceled, but this feels like, like I said earlier, like the real shot they got for LeBron to win, win another ring. And I wanted to see LeBron in the playoffs again. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's the, it's one of the things that kind of worries me. Because, you know, the window is so small for the Lakers. And you could tell they were going for it, you know, this year. they're Obviously, they have a very veteran-led group. Not a lot of young guys on this team. You know, Caruso, Kuzma, first time they were going to make the playoffs there. Now they, that's kind of gone. So it's such a small window that the Lakers have. And it's just like, like, like that, just gone. And it really, there's one less year of them being able to. Which is why I hope that... You know, I follow English Premier League and, and soccer a lot, and they're already make like it was supposed to be this summer the Euro the European Championships for countries, which is a big deal. It's like a little mini World Cup in Europe. You know, Germany, France, England, all those teams. That's actually gotten pushed back to next summer instead of going this summer because they want to finish their league. And obviously, when players take six to eight weeks off, it's you're, who knows what's going to happen when you come back, but. Um, you know, I think it's important to finish the season that you started. Obviously, if this coronavirus pandemic continues for an extended period of time, which it can, it, maybe it, it won't, I don't know, um, that can change things. But if this really, you know, gets past here in six to eight weeks, I hope that the NBA does find a, a, a way to finish it. But um, let's finish our list first. I think uh, I have one more. Do you have one more as well? I have one more, yeah. All right. Uh for me, number two, and it might be yours as well. Twenty twenty has been a rough year for Lakers fans. Uh, with the passing of Kobe in January, 
I just feel like the, the Laker fans, the reason this would suck is the Laker fans needed this. They really did need to pick me up. You know, it's been such an emotional, you know, couple of weeks after the passing or the, the death of Kobe Bryant with them canceling a, a Clippers game, the, the tribute that the speech that LeBron made, you know, all the tributes that players across the league have done. Uh, the all-star break was, you know, wearing Kobe and Gianna's number. Um, the the memorial where Vanessa spoke and every single like superstar was there that you could think of in the NBA. Um, it's kind of been a rough time. And this is just like, you know, the cherry on a crap Sunday. Yeah. It's just been a brutal year for Laker fans. For And if you're a Kobe fan or even if you're not, I think for all NBA fans, it, it, it put a big dent in the season already. And now to cancel it, it would just be for me my top reason why it would suck. It's just been a it's been a shit year for basketball, and this is just like the the topper, you know. For sure, and for a lot of those guys after after the Kobe thing, basketball was their escape. It was their way to come together and a way to you know kind of put things behind them and kind of take their mind off things. And it gave Laker fans like something else to like distract them from that news, but also focus on this great team they have right now and, and how tight knit they are. Like this is one of the closest teams I've ever like seen or covered or watched. Like these guys genuinely like each other. And like we were talking about earlier, we don't know if these guys are going to be on the same team next year. We don't know if we're ever going to see a coach with this team and this tight knit group like this again, like the last 10 years, Laker teams are just kind of random free agents put on a team to either tank or to either just experiment, see what works. And, they finally found something with this group and uh, that's something besides all the stuff that happened here i think that was a positive and i thought that's what fans kind of rallied behind so uh, yeah it's just been a really tough year overall for for basketball yep it has so what's your uh i guess our number one what's your number one number one i'm just gonna miss basketball in general like just yeah. watching uh we miss basketball yeah like um <laughs> Those like Tuesday and random Wednesday night Lakers Hawks games or Lakers Hornets games like that I took for granted. I'm like, I'll put it on the background, but I might not even like focus really on it. Like I'm gonna miss those games now because I took those for granted and I didn't realize how much how much basketball I actually watched or how much basketball content I kind of took in like every single day from articles like from favorite like I'm gonna miss reading my favorite writers' work. I'm gonna miss like the site's coverage of the Lakers. I'm going to miss my own, like have games to watch a game and try to come up with something I can write about. And I did like, it kind of like just going on Twitter and seeing everyone's reaction and everybody kind of losing their minds because basketball has stopped playing for like a week. It's, it's insane to realize how much this has had a, like a, a, a huge part of everyone's lives. And I'm going to miss that kind of that bond that we all share with this sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just, to me, it's simple. The fact that, you know, I I think our Tuesday podcast, I think maybe we had one or two all year where we didn't recap a game. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's just like as simple as for me is like sitting down, watching a basketball game, and then just talking about it. You know, I don't I don't write for for silver screen and roll dot com. I know you have the throwdown, which by the way, might as well plug it while I brought it up. Oh uh, yeah, you can uh, <laughs> subscribe to the newsletter. Uh throwdowns.substack and uh when big basketball comes back i'll try to write more about it there all right there you go throwdowns uh at alex m regla on twitter right yep um listen i think we'll be here alex uh podcasting 
every Tuesday. I think we're committed to that. We'll figure out what we're going to talk about. Um, obviously, the world is changing every day. We're recording this on a Tuesday. By the time you hear it on a Wednesday, you know, this whole thing could be dated. <laughs> sure. But And everything can be different across the country for us here. Uh, but just we'll leave you with this. Uh, stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay at home if you can. Just follow the professional's guidelines. I mean, that's all I got. What about you? Yeah, play some video games, read some books, uh, do all that, like Alex just said. I might read books. You know, you I'm, not might. A book, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a book reader. You know, I read every article in the world that I can. Uh-huh. Um, I read long-form articles. I read short articles. I read blogs. I read, obviously, my timeline is nothing but reading on Twitter. Um I don't read books. I haven't read a book in a long time. I have so many sports books that just get shipped to me from work that maybe I'll pick one up. Maybe I'll pick one up finally. Maybe if like <laughs> day 78 of self-quarantine, I'll I'll pick up a book or something. Yeah, you should try it. They're, they're, books are pretty fun. Books are yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I hear. That's what I hear. And I'm not embarrassed to say I don't read books because I, I read a lot. I just don't read books. It's just not it's not part of my uh, my go-to. But maybe it, maybe... This is like the change that we needed, you know? There you go. All right, everybody. Um, I'm Alex Padilla at AlexPadilla86 on Twitter. You can follow us there. I don't know what I'll be tweeting about. I think last night my last tweet was, what did I say? I never realized how much I touched my face. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I've had I a touch big... touch my face all the time. Yeah, that, that's a big thing I've been trying to work on. It's impossible. Yeah. Like, I just have, like, I feel like itches everywhere. Not even itches, <laughs> just, just like, oh, I got to... I don't know. I touch my face all the time, and now I'm not. And if I am, I'm doing it with like the sleeve of my shirt or something. So uh, who knows what I'll be tweeting. But you can follow me there and you can follow Alex at Alex M. Regla on Twitter as well. Uh, We will be back with you guys next week. Everybody stay safe. Alex, stay safe and enjoy your self-quarantine. You too, man. Thank you.